Its goal is to polarize, to destabilize local government and inflame racist urges. And we can absolutely not let him prevail. And I will code what I really want to say to Donald Trump. It's two words. It begins with F and it ends with U. What's that? The renegade coaches in the building? Yo, it's Kamal Franklin. How y'all playing? Hey, yo, Kamal, you just cut me off, man. I don't know if you got a delay. I know you're in Botswana somewhere. You know what I mean? Don't do that shit no more, man. Anyway, you listen to Renegade Coaching. I'm sorry, was my man trying to throw jokes? Uh, I, I couldn't tell. I was blinded by the, the shirt, the, the regular <laughs> shirt and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I just was going to be know. serious today since we had such a serious issue with that. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, me and Don Lemonhead win the building today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got the other young man in the background. Kente. <laughs> In the building, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, plenty yeah. things. <laughs> what you call, call me? The, the light skin who? The light skin Isaac Hayes in the building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chains and all. Can you dig it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all jokes aside, it's mm-hmm. a live. Um, you know, it's a uh, special edition. Renegade coaches, a lot going on. America's burning down. Um, you just heard from the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago giving her uh, her thoughts on y'all president, uh, Donald Duck, you know what I'm saying? Talking about the nonsense he's talking about. Uh, we know the other day he talked uh, about how the thugs was out there uh, jacking up the name of, of George, and all of a sudden they trying to do the right thing, and, you know, folks start looting. So he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What this clown said, essentially, is that, um, you know, if you steal, you could be killed. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what's going on in Missouri. We're going to get in, get on uh, the topic of what's going on in Atlanta and a number of other different places around the board. And we got a couple special guests on deck tonight, some organizers of one of the rallies that took place here in ATL yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all was in the street yesterday. For real. I said y'all was out in the street yesterday for real for the riot. So we definitely got to get into what y'all seen and everything. Well, we gonna well, I don't think there was a riot. Yeah. Well, I think there was a rebellion. Uh, no, no, rebellion. Right. no, no we didn't. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Put us on. Yeah, I, mean, I went from two and a half months of social isolating to jumping into the biggest Petri dish in Atlanta <laughs> uh, for the very important, you know, reason um, uh, that brother being killed. Uh, um, with a, a, a knee on his neck. Um, yeah, we got the organizers in the house who helped put together uh, a huge rally in Atlanta yesterday to show support. Um, and we're going to talk to them about like what, what drove them. I mean, they're longtime organizers and activists. Um, so we're going to talk to them about what happened yesterday and what came up next. Um, and also some other things about the not only the mayor of Chicago, but of course the mayor of Atlanta. Um, and some others have had some things to say too. So we're going to get into all of that on Renegade Culture coming back in a second. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better. Right now, we don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. What's happening, Renegade Coaching? We are 
live and direct. Um, you just heard from Killer Mike. It was at a press conference last night. Killer Mike, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, Joe Beasley, activist, international human rights activist, um, T.I., uh, Dr. Bernice King. They was in the building trying to quell the fires. You know what I mean? Um, you know, with all fairness, I listened to Mike's speech, and I thought, I'm like, okay, you know, based on what he had to work with, I think that was, uh, you know, it, it, it was – it was Target, being that he was in that particular building. Now, do I agree with everything on it? No. Do I agree with anything that any everything that everybody on this joint said? No. But I think that uh, playing Cracker's advocate, mm. that um, it was very political. So let me so, say, yeah. I, I mean, let me start too by saying that Keisha, and we'll go right to it. We, we, we didn't even introduce our guests. We got to do that real quick. <laughs> but um, hey man, but I we were getting into it so from. fast, you know what I'm saying? But Keisha, later on that night, uh, Keisha and the governor of Georgia um, agreed to call out the Georgia Guard um, on these same black communities. So at the same time she's telling people to go home, she's also strategizing to get the Guard to protect the private property of, of these corporations, right? Not talking about um, uh, black death, not talking mm -hmm. about the history of police violence against black people right. and how at the very least they can, they feel that they feel the, 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 the plight of like the black community suffering at this moment. But you know, it's the whole okie doke of like these liberal politicians, right? And, and as always, there's some spokespeople and I like Killer Mike too, but you know, he had a choice. He didn't necessarily have to be there either, right? So it wasn't like he got forced into that. Um, but it's this thing of like black folks go home, let law enforcement, let the courts, everybody else take care of it, where we know the only reason they indict the, the arrest and the charges happened was because black folks hit the streets. It yeah, wasn't and, and I, like I, black folks didn't hit the streets, this was gonna happen. Yeah, and I wanna say I missed the whole guard por portion of what you're talking about. You know, uh, as far as Keisha talking about calling the guard out and all that. And it was some bullshit coming from a few of them. I'm trying to be liberal, unfortunately. So I'm going to jump out of my fucking liberal cage because I don't know what I'm thinking. It's an early morning joint. So I, I guess I ain't woke up properly. Let me rephrase and reframe my shit by starting off introducing the guests. Yes. I mean, um, we have two esteemed guests, two of my favorite people that I've struggled with in the beginning. Each one of them, they like, this motherfucker crazy. Because I thought they were crazy. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they think I am still crazy because I hang with Kamal. But anyway, they already know you're crazy, but that's not yeah, fuck that. But anyway, um, these two brothers, this brother and sister, they were uh, instrumental in organizing one of the rallies that took place in Atlanta yesterday. That particular rally was attended by a number of different folks, uh, thousands of people who were rallying and they're peacefully protesting due to circumstances. So, um, man, Kamal, the co-host, and myself, we ran through the spot yesterday, you know, got to hang out with the people, feel what was going on and everything, and uh, say a few words. And we have to say that it was a well-organized situation going on. And contrary to uh, the bullshit that you've seen in the news about how everything was being burned in Centennial Park, there was violence and all that shit, we didn't see that. You know what I mean? So I want to introduce to you uh, Yanazdaha Lone Wolf, and my man Marcus Coleman in the building. Yeah. 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 What, so, what is y'all initial feelings and commentary about, um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump back to the march, but just because you played that clip, 
about what happened with the press conference um, with the mayor's office and obviously several sort of prominent black leaders and entertainers. I, I, um, I'm angry. <laughs> I sat there looking at this, the hypocrisy of the leadership of the city of Atlanta with Erica Chief Shields and Mayor Keisha Bottoms and then for them to use our people, Killer Mike, T.I., Dr. Beasley, for their agenda when the blood has been on their hands. We, they, how dare. I understand as a black woman, as a mother, the pain and anger that Keisha was feeling. I understood that passion, but she has to be reminded that she's also a mayor that have not arrested nor indicted the officers that killed Oscar Kane and Jimmy Atchison in her, during her term, during her term. And as well, so the thing is, is that how dare you, Mayor Keisha, Erica Shields, get on national television demanding and saying that the officers in Minnesota needs to be arrested, but yet, when we came in numbers for, to city halls, to your office, meetings, that, endless meetings that we've had with them, protesting, shutting down her when she was at Spelman speaking and saying that we do not want you here because you have not arrested nor indicted the officer that killed Jimmy Atchison and our comrades activists, Oscar Kane. So the hypocrisy, and, and so I, I was very angry and I, and I hate that our people were used, hip hop was being used. You know, T.I. And, and Killer Mike, I understand that they're on her board, but this is the problem. What we saw, what we're seeing is basically a universal outcry for justice. And it is, there is, you know, Malcolm X said, said there's no such thing as a nonviolent revolution. There's no such thing as bloodshed. And um, I, I mean, there's going to be bloodshed within revolution. And the bloodshed that we're seeing is the economics that needs to be shed during this time because these people in these high places that fund these politicians are not there for the people. So here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm not an I'm not Atlantean. I've been here since 2014, but I've been boots on the ground in every barrio, um, hood here with the people here. But what we're seeing is also classism, because you know, on the watch of Mayor Keisha Bottoms, um, on the building of the Mercedes Benz Stadium, I was out there camping out with our people, with poor black people that was being moved for that stadium to be built. And then, so to see looting and rioting and Buckhead, see, because their own community is being gentrified on the watch of Mayor Keisha Bottoms. So it is, it, this is classism at its finest and our people are outraged. And so the reason why she's not in tune with our people here in Atlanta and she's so confused on why is everyone angry? This is Wakanda. See, what they don't know is that T.I., Wakanda is when all black people are winning. Wakanda is when all black people got technology. Wakanda is when all black people have money. It's not us versus them. That's, the real Wakanda is that. 
But here in Atlanta, Georgia, it's poor versus rich of our own people. We, and I so, think what, so what, the, what we're seeing is our people that are not funding Mayor Keisha Bottoms, that did not donate, but they are a part of the real people of Atlanta, they're not being heard and now they are being seen and they're being heard. So this is a wake up call to the local politicians here in Atlanta. That just because you do not see our, the real people funding you doesn't mean that we don't have a voice. We have a voice. I think she made a mistake. She was saying, um, y'all heard Wakanda, but I think she meant Rwanda. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is Rwanda. You know what I'm saying? And this is where classism, racism, where you could be murdered and, um, and they can make it look good. I think part of the problem that some of the folks who were on that stage last night had was they confused this situation um, of freedom, this mirage, um, which really is neocolonialism. You understand what I'm saying? It's when you got black faces in high places. You know what I mean? So they think that because of the fact that we've been allotted a number of celebrities, a number of uh, uh, athletes, professionals, you know, uh, politicians, the, the city has been under a black mayorship for the last, what, 40 something years, 46 years, somewhere around there. You know what I mean? So they confuse that as advancement. You know what I'm saying? But this is, this is an experiment. You know what I mean? This is that one city in the South that they were allowed to thrive and make you feel like it is the, uh, the black Mecca. But folks forget that Mecca is a desert. You understand what I'm saying? And this definitely will suck the life out of you if you get confused in Atlanta. We have a man, Marcus Coleman, in the building. What's happening, Marcus? You were one of the organizers yesterday. You're Naza High and yourself um, out there putting it in, you know, on the stage, standing firm. We saw at one point folks start running through there, some provocateurish type folks come running through looking like it was going to be a stampede. And the stage held it down. They was like, look, yeah. don't run. Yeah. There was a group of individuals that ran through and, and made it look like something was going on, but it was business as usual. Can you speak yeah. on that? What did you all see yesterday in regards to not only what the, uh, the mayor and the folks were talking about, but what was going yeah. on on the ground? Yeah, man, I, I'll end with that because, you know, you and I spoke about it. And that was, that was to me, one of the most powerful moments of that demonstration to prevent a stampede, which is what we did. We literally prevented that with our energy, but I'll, I'll end with that. Man, let me tell you, man. I did a video yesterday, man. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was amped. I was amped, I was hot. Joe Beasley is like a, like a, like a father figure, comrade, uh, friend, everything to me. Uh, I know that Dr. Beasley has not even been out of his home since this pandemic, and it pissed me off watching him being manipulated and pulled out of his home at 83 years old. Those who are elders and high risk are definitely supposed to, you know, still shelter in place. But considering that I know he left because he loves black people and, and the youth, and I just hate it because I should have talked to him prior to, and I know he would have been there. You know, what I saw yesterday reminded me so much of Malcolm's uh, explanation about the true March on Washington. Of course, what we did yesterday wasn't anything of March on Washington nature, but my point is how Malcolm pointed out how the March on Washington was originally more militant, you know, storming the White House, storming the Senate, laying down on runways of JFK preventing planes and how Kennedy said, hold on, uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me, let me bring 
some Negroes that are respected uh, to offset, to counter, to alter, to edit. And I love one part of that clip that my, Brother Malcolm says, Kennedy talked to this group, including Dr. King, and said, hey, y'all got to do something to stop this. And I love what Brother Malcolm said. He said, those Toms said, boss, I can't stop it because I ain't started. And I don't care who you put in front of these people right now. We were 21 City Strong, even touched the White House. I'm just thinking about their monumental fortresses. You know, it was not, you know, to be able to, to break through the barricade and, and have interaction with Secret Service. We've never done anything like this collectively. It's so powerful. And, you know, last point on this press conference. Killer did say some decent things. He started, he started off by crying and, you know, said, I don't want to be here, but you are. Uh, one thing that killed me about Killer, other than just his music that I know a lot of us really like, uh, you're standing at that press conference on behalf of the mayor, and I want to get to the mayor, and I do have to say one other thing about the mayor, because her energy, her venom, we've never seen that kind of passion from Keisha. That's what set me off, really? But you got Killer to combat and calm the Negroes down. But here's the thing. You got a fucking shirt on that says, <laughs> kill your masters. Yeah. Come on. Not, not to mention his music. Your shirt says a thousand times harder than what anything you talking about that the mayor got you there for. It was despicable. Tip. I defend Tip. We're not boys, but we, we've been to some of the same places. People love to talk about, oh, he's a drug selling this and that. I defend him. It pissed me off last night because Tip, on many occasions, likes to end his social media with hashtags, like many of us do. But he loves to take the 20th anniversary hashtag, Queen, and says, justice or else. Why in the, why in the hell are you going to, not just your music and everything you've been about, this and that. So just man, us or, or I think it's just us and or us or something he does. It's, it's a just Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 us or else. Us or else. Yeah, that's it. Us He's or else. Us or else. Yeah. But does it mean US or else? That you know, maybe 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 I maybe I mis mistook mistook the acronym. But um it was so disappointing. And then I, I can't, you know, I gotta be honest, brother Derek Bozeman was on there as well. Um I watched a, a group of friends and colleagues be manipulated by this mayor who I have publicly not gone so hard because she has done some good things. But what I saw last night, all gloves off with her. This is what moves you. Honestly, last night, I'll close here. Um, when you're on the short list as a VP run, <laughs> when the uh, 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 Republic National Convention is, is more than likely headed to your city. Uh, you spoke about the protection of these companies, uh, Kamal. She looked bad politically, and she let that influence her natural blackness and her sons that she spoke about. I thought what she did yesterday was despicable because of the venom that she spewed. I'm sorry, I said I want to close with what you said. The, 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 the stopping the, 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 the reaction of the agent provocateurs. 
I mean, we had a powerful uh, a rally yesterday. Everybody, you, you two guys, everybody, I mean, it's powerful. And watching that 30 or 40 some odd people in a group run towards, but they did not come into the uh, Centennial Park, but run around the perimeter, and it triggered everybody in there to rush toward the stage. And, you know, I've been, several of, of us, all of us here have been, you know, not our first rodeo, but I had never been in a situation where I was literally witnessing a trampoline and just the words that were spoken then, the courage and the power that was instilled in those, the teaching of Brother Kalanji that you gave the youngsters next to you on don't run, don't move, stand firm. Man, if anybody was there or sees that, man, that was a very powerful moment because we not only prevented injuries, uh, we kept the people engaged and non-distracted. Indeed. Um, real quick, because we have limited time, and Kamal wants you to weigh in as well, right? Um, we're hearing a lot on the news about violence in the streets. We hear, <laughs> we're seeing a lot of folks being uh, propped up to give their take. I saw Andy Young um, talking about what uh, – what a protest is supposed to, supposed to be about and how they would contact the police and let them know uh, what they were going to do and all that kind of yik-yak bullshit. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, sometimes you have to know when the fuck to sit down, when it's time to retire. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Muhammad Ali retired, then he came back, and then his legacy was tainted. Jordan retired, came back, and then his, his, his legacy wasn't the same. Sometimes you got to know when to sit the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? And some of these folks still haven't learned that particular lesson yet. It's, 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 folks keep asking me about my take. I did a couple of radio interviews myself since then, asking me uh, what was my thoughts on them throwing bricks and, and, and bottles and setting cities on fire and all that. I said, the only problem I have with any of that is timing. And the mm -hmm. timing mean, meaning that it should have taken place when homeboy's knee was on the brother's neck. You know what I'm saying? When Eric Gardner was getting choked, when, when, when Tamir Rice was getting shot, that's when the bricks, that's when the, when the, when the rocks, that's when the fire is supposed to be taken off. So that's the only problem I have with it. I think that folks keep talking about how these major, major corporations and how they're just going to fix it up and it's not going to change anything and how this is taking the legacy of uh, the brother up in Minnesota. Let us be clear about something. This is not personal towards the brother in Minnesota. You understand what I'm saying? This is not because of the fact that our brother down in Brunswick, Georgia was hunted down. This is not because of the fact that the sister Brianna was killed inside the house. This is not the, the straw that broke the camel's back. It's the million underneath the motherfucker. You understand mm. what I'm saying? It's not no one-time <clears throat> thing. They keep popping this shit like Atlanta is some beautiful place where you won't be attacked, you won't be brutalized, <clears throat> you won't be uh, mishandled. But we all know it's bullshit because we've been here long enough to see it. See it. This is the place where a 92-year-old woman was gunned down in her own home, right here in the city of Atlanta, not far from the police station. They planted drugs in her house. You understand what I'm saying? She didn't have a traffic ticket. You know what I mean? So that's the Atlanta that we know. It's not just, you know, Tyler Perry Studios. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just uh, a, a, a black mayor named Keisha. You know what I mean? These companies that are being burned down, man, you know, what's my take on it? Hey, get some marshmallows. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? 
we don't really give a fuck about those corporations. No, I'm not for burning down our own neighborhoods, but downtown is not our fucking neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? Quite frankly, the target in our neighborhood is not our not in our neighborhood. Yeah, no, we don't own the target. Exactly. We don't exactly. own those. We don't own those places. Right. And I think people forget that. The, well, some people do forget, but <clears> some people know what they're doing when they say, "Like, stop the violence, get off the street." The way in America in which progress has always been made has been when another side says, "We will only take so much and not any more." Right. When you talk about slave rebellions, when you talk about even the progress that was made, the slight progress that was made in the fifties and sixties, people forget to mention that a lot of that progress came after there were rebellions in the street, sure. right? Not that people did friendly marches and all of a sudden legislation got passed when they rewrite the history. That's not how change has happened. People have to get in the streets. And I'm not mad, I'm, you know, one of my favorite groups is the white anarchists. I don't care what people say about the white anarchists. <laughs> Those cats, I mean, they always down, right? Because they'll, they'll break some shit. And I, I'm, I'm not even on that claim of like, like, mm. like sometimes black organ is like, oh, don't do that. Cause you know, when the cops come, they're going to arrest us. And I tell them, it's like, but well, then you need to step back and let them do what they do. Right. Yeah, because sometimes do. if you don't want to do it, you need people who are going to say, look, there's got to be a price to exact when you take black lives off the street, when you yes. kill black yes. people, right. There's got to be a price to exact when you jail all our every all fucking our time, people, right. You got to have, you got to have something that says, if we don't have the power, because we don't have the political power or the economic power, what we do have is the power to take some just force out on the street and make you pay a price, right? I make you have to rebuild that. And you got, no lessons have to be learned. So I'm never mad at the, you know, again, sometimes it's done by our provocateurs, but sometimes it's done with people with sincere intent. And sometimes it builds and adds to a movement. Always, not always hard to distinguish, but we can't always come out. And I know we don't in this group, but folks come out immediately and start that whole, all right. oh, the looters, they're ruining the reputation. It's like, no, you're ruining the reputation because right. right. you're not in the streets yourself and you're scared to take any steps besides writing a letter to somebody at that most or writing on your social media to yeah. talk trash about other people who've taken it to another level. But wasn't it, wasn't it beautiful to see in Minnesota, you had the precinct burning. In Atlanta, they had the, uh, the car burn, the police car burning. I mean, what's up cities? Uh, some of y'all behind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna be next? You know what I'm saying? Who can top that? I see it. I'm not advocating advocating fires. I just like to see the, you know what I'm saying, the lights and the cameras and the action, because I'm that type of guy. You know what I'm saying? But I got to say that I was tickled pink to see the precinct. And I was even more excited to see the the, the police car and the Atlanta cops walking around looking like we do every day. Scared shitless. I you seen it around like we do every day. I seen a lot of ops out there too, uh, undercover. Yeah, I did too, and I want to. I want to add on to what you were saying that um, um, Kamal is that. I, I just made a post and I said, um, "White folks, stop, stop the destruction on our plight as Black lives. Don't use. I, okay, you hate America. Have your own rally. Do what you do. But see, the problem is, is that because I've been in this for a long time." Because of the fact that, you know, I know firsthand about COINTELPRO, the FBI used to follow me to school every single day. When these things happen, they're not going to those white folks. They're going to all the black folks and the brown folks and going into their community and they're going to be sentenced. We still have Mamiya. We still have Leonard Peltier. But Yanazan, 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 I'm with everything you're saying, but I'm going to say this right here. Some of us don't 
see, the thing is, even if these white anarchists are mad at the system itself, and we having a rally over here because of the fact that they didn't allow black folks to do anything over here, we uniting with the people's struggle. You understand what I'm saying? So the fact is, whether it's the pipeline going on or whether it's water in Flint, I don't give a fuck what the cause is. It's animal rights. If it if it if it's uh whatever the that goddamn thing is, environmental, it is one system, and we're not responsible for what white folks do. Now, right. indeed, right. we're gonna be blamed for everything any motherfucking way. So I say, you know what I'm saying, all is fair and love and war. We right. gotta recognize that this is what comes with war. Now there's gonna be provocateurs, there's gonna be agents and all that, but from our era, and I'm saying when I say our, I'm saying Kamau and I because of the fact that I know that he's been organizing over 25, 30 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know him from back back in the joint. You know what I'm saying? So I just hate that they use their white privilege. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me finish real quick. I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. But what I, what I'm saying is what we would do back in the day is when we see these motherfuckers that we know are right. ops. When we know that they out of order, we'll check their ass. We was out here doing the Captain Johnson thing uh, one year, and these white boys was trying to throw uh, trash cans through the glass window. We snatched the motherfuckers up because of the fact that we knew what this this is damn sure not that fight right there. You understand what I'm saying? But when them crackers doing what they do, it's enough cameras around this motherfucker to, to, to see who's who and what's what. It's unfortunate there's going to be a lot of brothers and sisters that's going to go down because of the fact that they was doing shit. They wasn't masked up. They, they were shaped certain ways and shit like that. So they're going to end up getting snatched up. But Let's I agree be with clear. you. The police provoked. I want to be clear. The police provoked yesterday. Absolutely. And, and I'm giving you I'm giving you exclusive right now. No one knows this information that I know. And I'm about to give y'all what's the, what what is it? Renegade podcast exclusive. Oh shit. Right. So someone I know at Emory University <clears throat> sent me an email that they received that January 1st to June 30th, Emory University got 180 $181,650 to do research and study on police militarization. January 1st to June 30th, why would they be hired to do study on police militarization in COVID, in pandemic? So when I was leaving the, when I was leaving the rally and as we was going before we, um, I saw all these empty cop cars Right in the midst of everything, empty. Was we case studies? What happened? Although everything was peaceful until the until the bike cops picked up a bike and hit a woman with with it when she just saying, "I want to go around." This they provoked it. Well, this we case studies for here in Atlanta. Are we case studies? Yeah, we always case studies. When it comes, and to I'm going to send you the email. When the police come out, they use, they, they have their new tactics, they have their new weapons, and they want a place to try it out. Like yesterday, they had, they had militarized tanks that, came yeah. in yeah. And that was provocative, right? They started spraying um, um, gas on people, right? And that was provocative, right? So they think that people are just going to scatter and go home. No, people are going to be upset because they're already upset because they're protesting the death of another black person at the hands of the police. And they know what's going on. Right. They know they know that part of that. They know they're going to get that corporate media to come on and say, oh, look at this and look at that. Um, and so they, they, they it, there's always a plan from the police 
to try to do what they can to, to delegitimize any Marshall rally that we do. Yes. So you are, what, what, man, what I really like, you know, being from the A, um, listen, I enjoyed what I saw yesterday. Um, let me speak to something you said, Kamal, because, uh, and Queen, you spoke about it too, but I actually do have a, a, a fond place in my heart for the anarchists. Um, my problem is I don't understand why so many of us alienate them instead of unifying. Um, we can disassociate publicly as long as they're doing what they need to do. So uh, I'm down with some of them white boys. Um, and all and shit, all anarchists ain't Caucasian, by the way. Yeah. No, uh, you're right. You're right, brother. That's right. That's right. But you know what? Being from the A, and this goes back to the press conference, but but about why that press conference happened. I watched the mayor. I watched Ti. I watched um, uh, Killer. All bring up Dr. King. And I've heard many of you always talk about Atlanta doesn't turn up like other cities. For the first time in the history of Atlanta, the power structure was not able to manipulate or control the anger with the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. That mm -hmm. scared the shit out of this city yesterday. Mm -hmm. For the mm -hmm. first time, mm -hmm. it's a new day. More Malcolm, less Martin. I know that's going on. It shocked me. I was shocked too. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Atlanta with all the smoke? What? I definitely, I definitely heard you say that. And it's just, it, 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 my, my, my 26-year-old was out there without my knowledge. He called me later on and was telling me the whole nine, him and three of his partners, because this is his generation. And it's just so exciting and refreshing to see that there's a generation in the city that's not going to be controlled by the giant legacy, which it is, of Dr. King. But they're sick of listening to your effing compromising talk. This city is nervous as hell because never. And Young can't stop it with his rhetoric that he's been doing loosely in his old age. They use Dr. Beasley, uh, Dr. Lowry's past, Reverend Orange. We have the, 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 the changing of the guard and... Um, I just loved what I saw in not just Atlanta, but the other 20 cities, man. It, it's historical. Yeah. Oh, real quick, I just want to mention too, because you brought up Andy Young, because Andy Young's daughter is the head of the ACLU in Georgia, and she put out a statement telling everybody to go home, and this is not Atlanta. That just rung, rung a bell for me. i like, what are you, the ACLU in Georgia, going right. on commenting on something like this? That's not your role. That's not your not role. Not your role. What looks at you as a leader to be doing that? The governor, yeah. the governor of Missouri did the same thing. They said 80% of the folks who was getting it started out there were from out of state. We got to realize that one of two things are going on right now. They're, they're, they're engaging in the sidetracking of the slaves. On yeah. one piece, they're saying, look, we're dealing with state pride. We're dealing with city pride. Um, I, I heard the uh, various mayors from around the country talking about, if you're standing, we know you peaceful protesters, but if you're standing next to someone committing a crime, drop a dime, basically. You know what I'm saying? But they're trying to get motherfuckers to snitch in order to police department. They need to drop a dime on the police that that right, damn right. killing us. Yeah, yeah. And drop a dime hypocrisy. on the police. This yeah. is nothing but hypocrisy and it's being revealed and the truth is gonna come out and the people are gonna be more angry because this place has already been built on lies. That's right. It's hypocrites. 
Wait a minute, Queen. I see. I see you got a lighter in your hand. You I that? saw that too. Oh, yeah. sorry. I'm gonna meet at Linux Mall. What is happening? He's talking. About to start arguing. Dutch you on the left hand side. You know, fuck it. This is renegade culture. This ain't CNN. Burn, baby, burn. How the fuck you guys? What's happening next? Because this is this is sweet grass. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I need to balance my my energy right now. What, what about that other grass we saw there? <laughs> what about the other grass we saw over there? She's quick thinking with that. Put that down quick. Put that down quick. Yeah, right, yeah so I know. Coming up next for y'all, real quick. Like, so what? What for y'all is next steps? <laughs> Marcus. What? I mean, what'd you say? Oh no, I said so. Real quick, we about we about to wrap up. So, what's next steps for you guys in, in terms of this struggle? What do you got? What do you think is next steps? Oh, well, I know um, on January, oh, January, June 4th, uh, uh, some organizers are getting together to flood the, uh, the, the first um, uh, hearing uh, down in Brunswick, Georgia, with all three uh, uh, of those that have been arrested. So on, on my agenda and collectively, uh, definitely preparing for that. Um, we had a lot of energy and contacts from yesterday, man. So, you know, just... How do we strategize and, and funnel the people and, 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 and to further keep them engaged? Because again, this, this moment is historic. And I think folks like ourselves, kind of like the in-between as far as the older generation and the new generation uh, is key on us to uh, make sure we continue to support and highlight the youngsters, but to also continue to educate and uh, 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 navigate the channel. So Brunswick is, is, is the next initiative. No doubt. Yanaza, what's the deal? We know you got... Uh... You know, you know, we ain't mentioned she on TV shows and all kinds of shit. And I, I like to say you, you know what I'm saying? You helped save that motherfucking show. We got, we got an episode about y'all, matter of fact. Oh, you, know? saying, so. you do? It's a really gay culture episode. <laughs> Fuck that. I ain't no hypocrite. I let it be known. You know what I'm saying? But we, you got some juice. Some of the other folks yeah. got clapped the fuck up because that's how we do over here at Renegade Culture. We stepped up there with some bullshit. So anyway, obviously, you on the good side of history because we got you up on here. Let the record reflect. I don't want you to go back like that motherfucker said. Nope, he said it. But anyway, what's coming up next, though? I, I got to say this real quick. You know, Kalanji, when I first moved out here, you was the first activist that I, that, that I was like, what, what you doing? I want to be a part of it. Where are you going? And, and we've always been like that. You was like the first activist, boots on the ground. I forgot who it is that told me to connect with you right when I moved here. And when I did, I, I swear to God, I was like, yes, I'm with all the smoke, the un unapologetic, you know, and so I, I and, and Kamal, you as well, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm i so happy to finally be on this podcast. Um, next step, June 7th, Gwinnett County, um, we're having a, a protest, another protest, another rally for Black Lives. Um, I just, um, Sean King just pulled me into grassroots law this morning um, to be a part of his coalition that he's building for grassroots law on a national level. I think it's important for us to get some fearless attorneys, some fearless activists involved so we could really fight this on a national level. I'm you know talking Kamal's brother, right? That's his evil twin brother. You know, you know, you know Sean is Kamal's brother, right? Anyway, go ahead, keep talking. And then, um, my, my grandfather, black. the Honorable Miss Louis Farrakhan, speaking June 4th, okay. I mean July 4th, okay. so make sure y'all tune in on NOI.org to get a message from the black God, from the black leader, the most fearless, 
feared black man here in the world to let us know what the next steps are. And then on top of it, um, I'm trying to pull in some attorneys together because I really feel that we should good we should do a class action lawsuit against this government and set it and put it towards the world court. So I'm, I I don't know law, but I I just feel that that is what we should do. We need to have a class action lawsuit. I'm looking for people that that have knowledge in that area, and I think that that should be. I don't I don't like. Um, I'm trying to stray away from micro activism, mm-hmm. um, micro things, just because. I feel that um, God, Allah, has blessed me with resources and people to pull together that we could work on a global level. And so I, I, I want to, um, so that's that's next step. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, living my life, the fullest happiness, joy, you know, and being the best mother I could be to my two sons and um, and making sure that I wake up every day with, with a smile on my face. That's yeah, we want to thank our guests. Yes. So I, we want to thank our guests for coming on and laying down this good information. We also want to lay out, you know, some next steps is that, you know, so just be on the lookout for social media for some upcoming actions that are still going to be happening, obviously, around this case and other things. And as we, as I think a lot of speakers emphasized yesterday at the rally, folks got to organize and that, that means they got to join organizations. They got to join organizations and they got to push the, the current level of work further to the left and make it more militant. So we want folks to do that. Folks should be checking out different organizations that are out there. And if you join something they militant enough and if you can't push it, leave that and join something else. But you got to keep joining stuff because we got to keep pushing this stuff in the streets. That's right. It's necessary. Um, definitely, we'd like to thank our guests. And, and we'd like to also say that, uh, you know, support our podcast, Renegade Culture. You know what I mean? We need... You know, this is episode 67, 66, 67, and we've had a little bit of everybody on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, for real. Including some of the people we named a little while ago. And we want to say we appreciate your support. We would like to make this a, a more regular platform. We've been averaging twice a week for the past uh, several episodes. But, um, you know, we want to keep it moving. We're tired of CNN lying to the people. We're tired of Fox lying to the people. Shit, we tired of the Breakfast Club tap dancing for the people. You know what I'm saying? We need to, if you're going to jump up in this bitch, jump all the way up in his chest. You know what I'm saying? The one thing that Imam Jamel Alamein, formerly H. Rap Brown said, he said, when you let off on this lane, you got it, it's one or done. You got to keep it moving. You got to go hard. This ain't no, like we saw some of the protesters yesterday, as soon as the police come, y'all running 50 miles an hour. You know come what I'm on. saying? Ain't that type of thing. When the man said it's a marathon, that's what the fuck it is. It ain't no 100 yard dash. You know what I'm saying? We on it, you know what I mean? So uh, check out our website, thepeoplesarmy.org. We have Marcus over here. He has SOS Save Ourselves. Yanaz Ahad got like 82 organizations and shit. <laughs> well, hip, um, more, um, Hip Hop 4 Foundation. Hip Hop 4 Foundation. Hip Hop Number 4 Foundation and indigenouspeoplesmovement.com. Indigenous Peoples Movement, we're global. We have chapters all across this world and uh, we need more people to be a part of that. Yes, and we're all accepted members. Communitymovementbuilders.org. You know, check us out. We got shit going on. Properties. We have chapters in New Orleans, Dallas, uh, San Diego, um, uh, soon to be Richmond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Detroit, Detroit, right here in Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to yes. be bringing it to you. Yes, yes, yes. So we got plenty for you. Um, definitely get involved. We appreciate y'all. You know, and, and uh, in other words, 
of Bob Marley that's going to be burning the loot in the night. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stage. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Michael Render, a.k.a. Killer Mike. You watching me on Renegade Culture, a.k.a. None of that lame shit allowed, fuck boy.